so I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama. Oh my mama made it, man. Anything's yeah. possible. Rainy days. Jump shot fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it like when Tatum play a Jalen on the breakaway or Kyrie when he make a trade. And nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth that after you play it, you gotta repeat. So in depth they might do an hour about the D League. So in depth you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J King locked on trying to get the 18th ring. And well wishes go to Gordon. Listen after every game is very important, Millie. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lockdown. Today it's me, your boy Jay King from MassLive.com, with Sam Jam Packard, the great, the Celtics. Just made, they may never lose again. They were down 13 points with 7:47 left. Came all the way back to beat the Dallas Mavericks. Kyrie Irving finished with 47 points. The Celtics defense. Held the Mavericks to 17 points over the final 12.50. They were 6 for 21 shooting in that span. Just a dominant, dominant fourth quarter and overtime from the Celtics after an abominable middle two quarters. Let's start with Kyrie Irving, Sam, because he has been flat ridiculous over the last two games. This, this was absolutely absurd. 47 points on 16 for 22. Uh, I don't know where he was in the middle two quarters, but the first quarter he was absolutely absurd. Basically had the perfect quarter. I think he was 9 for 10. And then in overtime, it was just like as soon as the the game got into overtime, you're like, all right, they're just going to the ball to Kyrie every time. And it's obvious the Celtics are going to win. And he was just pulling some crazy shit out with the the right right-handed layup off the wrong foot and then the post up into a finger roll like I, that's not a move I thought you I knew thought you could do it's just it makes no sense uh he's amazing uh he's absurd there's no logic to what's going on we got Danny Ainge out here tweeting about how the earth is flat and I'm starting <laughs> to believe him <laughs> so the craziest stat of the night over the last two games Kyrie Irving has raised his true shooting percentage from from 53.1% to 58.2%. That's insane. 18 games into the season. Like just outrageous, but I guess that's what happens when you follow up a perfect shooting second half. He had 30 points on 12 field goal attempts I believe it was the other night against Atlanta and then 47 points on 22 field goal attempts tonight. It just just a wild wild performance from him. He was he was dominant. Just dominant. He did. He hit everything. Um, Mavericks, they they junked it up, man. They went to that zone defense zone. half the time. Rick Carlisle's a wizard, isn't he? He's just like, it's just like we'll throw a zone out there sometimes. We'll we'll disguise the zone, and it really befuddled we'll the Celtics Marcus for a while. Smart, we'll make Marcus Smart shoot as many threes as possible. Like that's a really good strategy if you're playing the Celtics. He was, I believe, plus fifteen while shooting three for fifteen. Which is just perfect, Marcus Mar. I, I don't know how badly he can shoot while continuing to rack up these outrageous plus minuses, but he's testing the boundaries. Every game, it seems, he gets worse and worse shooting, and every game, he just keeps racking up huge, huge plus minuses. Actually, he was not plus 15. I lied. 
He was plus seven, though, which is still very impressive considering how horrific he was shooting the basketball early. Um, oh, he, he was plus 15. What are you talking about? I got plus seven on, on my box score on NBA.com. Well, NBA.com is notoriously bad at all things tech. I got, I'm got. i looking at ESPN.com. And ESPN yeah, I mean, who, who would trust the league's official media website over ESPN? Who would do that? Me but <laughs> or not me? No, you. You would do that. <laughs> but but I'm not. I'm not here to argue about the validity of the box score. I will say Marcus Smart defies the box score. Maybe the play of the night um, was when Kyrie threw a pass over the top of Jason Tatum's head. Celtics are down six with about three minutes left, and if Tatum doesn't track that down, it's the game might be over. Like that's one of those plays where it's just if it goes the wrong way. It kind of deflates you a little bit. Instead, <laughs> Tatum tracks it down, throws it behind his back. Smart, like, just appears out of nowhere. He, he closes, like, 10 feet in the last two seconds, finds it, takes an ill-advised shot, should never, have shot, the, should never have shot the ball, somehow, somehow gets the rebound, though. <laughs> then saves it to Kyrie Irving, who drills a three. It was... It was perf- the perfect Marcus Smart play, the perfect Marcus Smart performance. He's going to have to start shooting better than he has at some point because he cannot continue the way he has. But he hit a big one late. He hit a, a huge three. He hit a couple big ones in the fourth fourth quarter, actually. So another another weird Marcus Smart game, but just a normal Marcus Smart game, too. I, shouts to the guy running the Twitter account for Celtics Reddit who said, uh, the more Marcus Smarts misses, it's just the stronger he gets him. Wow, I really butchered that fucking quote. I yeah, apologize. you did. Try that one again, please. I don't even think I want to. I've been too embarrassed. The more he misses, the stronger he gets. There we go. That was easy. But it feels like it makes – it almost makes sense with Marcus Smart. And, man, people were upset with him early on, and especially in that second quarter where the – I mean, if we, we – like – it's awesome to talk about what the uh, the Celtics did extending to 16 wins coming back, but um, I'm going to put on my Brad Stevens hat. Let's focus on the process, not the results. Those second and third quarters were some of the worst basketball we've seen from the Celtics this year. They only scored uh, 35 points in the in, in those two quarters combined. They couldn't make anything. That second unit looked like garbage. They were playing crap defense. Harrison Barnes was doing a lot of things, which you don't normally see. J.J. Barea was scoring points left and right. That was just probably the worst stretch of basketball I think we've seen the Celtics play uh, in that second and third quarter after an amazing first quarter. Yeah, the the first quarter was unreal. Jalen Brown was fantastic again. Kyrie was outrageous. Those guys combined for 30 points on 11 for 12 shots. They were just doing outrageous things. And, yeah, like you said, the second quarter was just – that was when everything started to fall apart. And one thing that the Mavericks did, and, and it's something they've done for a long time, is they hunted down switches in the mid post. And Harrison Barnes gave Kyrie Irving some trouble. Derek Nowitzki gave Shane Larkin some trouble at some, <laughs> some point. That, I looked at that. I was like, oh, man, that's the worst matchup in the history of the league. And, and sure enough, Dirk did score a bucket over the top of Shane Larkin's head. Larkin, not much he could do there. Um, and, and yeah, the Celtics offense just fell apart for a while. It was, it was ugly, ugly, ugly there. It's things started with Marcus Smart coming in and bricking everything. And then, like you said, the, the second unit with Abdul Nader, I believe it was, who else was in that? Marcus Morris, 
Baines, smart. It was they had some real terrible lineups in the second second quarter. I mean, I think it's Kyrie because he was so on fire in the first quarter. He they Brad played him for all twelve minutes and they kind of threw the rotations out of whack. But I don't know what was going on in that second quarter. Abdul Nader came in the game and Celtics Twitter got very upset very quickly. Uh, immediately he didn't have his best game, but it felt like they blamed the entire quarter on Abdel Nader. Um, but that second unit offense is something we've been talking about all year. They're going to struggle to score points, especially if they're not getting stops on the defensive end. And they weren't doing that there. Um, but even with this team at the end of the third quarter, because, you know, I'm a genius and I know these things, I tweeted out that the Celtics were pretty obviously going to win the game. Um, and most of the that was a joke. But with this team, you, you never think they're completely out of it. You like they have the ability just to do exactly what they did tonight and what they've done the past couple of games is just have these huge comebacks. It feels like it really starts on the defensive end of the floor with them getting consistent stops. Um, once they get in transition, they're a real hard team to defeat. But um, in that second and third quarter, they weren't getting stops. In that fourth quarter, um, I'm not sure exactly what changed. I'm going to have to go back and watch the All-22s. But uh, they did a real good job, especially down the stretch, of generating turnovers uh, and getting the basketball back. That was another part of the reason why they were god-awful in the middle half was they were just turning the ball over left and right. Um, and for some reason, the fourth quarter hits, and they just suddenly start playing way better basketball. Yeah, that that closing lineup has has been a beast. But we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about that soon. First, we got to get to our sponsor, my bookie, yes. my bookie. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Everyone wants Jay King's advice. Let me tell you. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. You got the Patriots or Steelers, Chicago Bulls or Detroit Pistons. Well, let me tell you this. Where you're betting at is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. You know who's going to win, right? You are. Jam Packard. You are. Well, pr probably not you, Sam. You're, you'll probably lose. But everyone else will have, at least have a chance to win. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. The Celtics play, the Celtics win, and the Celtics get paid. The last 747, they, they fought back from 13 down. The Mavericks... Only scored nine points over the seven four, last 747 of regulation. And the Celtics were just everywhere. And it, it's, it's, it was mostly with a lineup of Tatum. Or partly with a lineup of Tatum, Brown, Smart, Kyrie, and Horford. Which I think is probably the Celtics' best lineup. Probably their best lineup. And they were just everywhere. Switching everything. Tatum was a monster on the board. Tatum... Defended the, the last play of regulation perfectly, contesting without fouling, and their defense was just great, great, great down the stretch. 
Yeah, two huge plays that I wanted to highlight was uh, they they did the perfect Mavericks thing of finding them. They got Dirk on Kyrie, I think, and Kyrie got beat, but he came back, swatted Dirk, came down, uh, Celtics got the points. Then the next possession, Harrison Barnes, I'm pretty sure he beat Jalen Brown, and Al Horford had this amazing recovery steal who to just swatted it from Harrison Barnes. Two possessions in a row where the Celtics needed stops and created turnovers, and they really clamped together. Um, and you're right, Jason Tatum, this dude's the longest dude I've ever seen. He is so lanky, and his rebounding was really uh, on display late in the game. But you're right, that possession on ISO Barnes at the end of the game, it was perfectly defended. Like, there's there's nothing you would, like, probably show tape on that. There's just no better way to defend it. And um, for as much as the team, I guess, struggled early, Al Horford had a real weird game where it seemed like he was unwilling to shoot or take layups. Uh, yeah, that was that was kind of weird. I think, I think the zone kind of threw him off a little bit. Like he didn't know where the defense was going to be, where where they were coming from. He kicked out layups a few times for for threes, and sometimes like threes to Smart. Baines did the same thing. Like Baines had an open layup, kicked it out to Smart for three. Like just shoot the shoot the layup, big man. Yeah, they were very confused catching the ball off the pick and roll, and just like they were, it was it was not a normal look for them. So they just didn't know what to do. But that being said, they like this team is just all kind of defensive effort in the late and then you're going to let Kyrie be Kyrie a uh, stat that Matt Moore tweeted out that this is per 36 minutes of clutch time this season I so I think that's in the final two minutes when the game's within five points final five minutes I believe final five minutes there you go you're an NBA writer yep. um Kyrie is averaging 62 points on 62 percent shooting with nine and a half assists and you know what's crazy he just dominated overtime and that number actually went down. He was at 66, <laughs> 66 points per 36 minutes beforehand. Uh, so he, he had 47 points, including, like, I think it was 14 over the last, like, eight or nine minutes, which was mostly crunch time. And he still, it still went down. So that's how ridiculous he's been as a closer. It just doesn't, like... It doesn't make any sense how good he is, but it's because it's so expected. Like every single person in the stadium knew. It was like the first couple of possessions of overtime. This, uh, the Mavericks went up four, and the the Celtics didn't get the ball to Kyrie. There was kind of a bad, I think, Jalen shot in there. But then it's just like after that, I literally have in my notes: just give the ball to Kyrie every time, and that's exactly what he did. And he scored the next eight points. And there was just seemed like it doesn't make sense how you can go an entire game and like team defense matters and then as soon as it's late in the game it's just like all right let's go iso ball and let this one guy um get to the basket with ease but it seems like there is literally no stopping him late in the fourth quarter and it's just his ability to basically create um from any angle to shoot off off any foot with either hand from the post while driving finish on either side of the rim it's just uh absolutely absurd and it's oh and I, i'm a quick psa to celtics fans right now anytime Kyrie does something good we don't need to immediately talk about uh how he compares to isaiah thomas uh they're both uh very good basketball players one played last season for the celtics the other plays this season for the celtics but you don't have to immediately compare them we can just talk about how good Kyrie was this game um, but it, it doesn't make sense. It's, I will it's ask very a, absurd. I will ask a question, though. How much credit do you think should go to Brad Stevens? 
like last two years, we're obviously only a quarter of the way through this season, but he's had two high-scoring point guards that everyone in the whole building knows is going to get the basketball down the stretch. Everyone in the whole building knows it's going to them. And not only do they have those guys produced as much as anybody down the stretch of games the last two seasons, but they're doing it efficiently. How, how much of it is on Brad Stevens? Like I, I think he deserves a lot of credit for putting those guys in great situations game after game where they can catch the ball on the move with defenders closing out with in places that are advantageous for them. And Brad has just dialed up so many quality plays the last couple of years to, to let those guys do what they do. That's a very good point because if you are just watching the game and you're focused on the ISO, you're seeing what either was Kyrie or IT at the top of the key and you see them beat their man and then like kind of gets the basket. But if you actually watch off ball in that situation, the Celtics do a lot of a good job of uh, creating movement and kind of creating confusing switches for the defense. It's not just that kind of immediate one-on-one battle. I mean, that's definitely part of it. And they had two guys who are very good at that, but Stevens has done a good job of creating kind of motion in those situations. And then, like you said, getting um, getting Kyrie in space while he's moving with the basketball so he already has momentum. Uh, you're right. Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens deserves all the credit in the world. And right now, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's my MVP for the season because that's the only reason the Celtics have won 16 games in a row. There's no business winning a lot of these games. But it feels like just Brad Stevens – uh, I'm going to give him all the credit just because that's the only reason. It, that's the only way it makes any sense to me. I mean, I, I think Kyrie deserves some of that credit too. He he is a very, very skilled player, an absurdly skilled player. And he, is, he has been outrageous down the stretch of games. And he and Horford have been great. He, and it was, it was mostly Kyrie tonight. He was just a stud. And then Celtics defense, man. The Celtics defense is... It's just been a weapon down the stretch of games. They they go to lineups where they can switch everything. What is that? The third third game of the streak now, where the other team had a chance to win it at the end, and they ended up with a super long athletic defender on the other team's top scorer and stopped them every time. It was Charlotte, Kemba Walker, Marcus Morris bottled him up. Uh, Toronto, it was Demar Derozan. Jalen Brown got a little lucky that Derozan didn't hit that one. Uh, and then tonight, obviously, Harrison Barnes had a chance to to win it in the final second, and Jason Tatum defended it perfectly. So three times now the Celtics could have lost in the final seconds, and their defense, they switched and had a long guy who could move and stay in front of somebody, and, and that's huge. Their, their defense still carrying the way, and then Kyrie Irving, turn, turn, give, the, give him the keys down the stretch, let him do what he does. He has been fantastic. 16 straight wins now, man. T- today was today was the worst that the Celtics have looked, though, and and the most in trouble they looked. There was a, there was a stretch where they were just turning the ball over. They didn't seem to have much energy. It was it, it didn't feel like the other games even when they got down because those were mostly early. This time it was later. It, it seemed like they just didn't have it, and then boom, one stop and. Tatum's out going out getting a fast break bucket and then boom another stop and suddenly they're rolling and then Kyrie's doing special things and Marcus Smart is is doing Marcus Smart things and all of a sudden they force overtime Kyrie's just a demon in overtime and the Celtics are now 16 and 2 on a 16 game winning streak they made what what's it going to take for them to lose man like they've had 
They've played the Warriors and gotten down 16 twice. They've played they've played some gross, gross games against bad opponents. They've had teams with chances to win down the stretch. It, nothing. They've had a guy with a broken face. They've had a guy with a concussion. That, they've that's had, the craziest thing is Kyrie has a broken face and he's doing all this. I think that's that's why he's doing all this. The the big big eye hole mask Kyrie is just greater than any anybody. Yeah, that was a good call by you. You noticed that the the hole for his eyes in the mask has gotten bigger with each game, and his performance has only gotten better. So yeah, um, that's that's he had he season. had to get a little a little more woke. The yeah, he needed to open his eyes a little bit more to the world around him. <laughs> Perception is reality. Yeah, now he's slightly more reality based. Um, very reality based. Ainge Ainge with the tweet of the night. <laughs> Maybe the Earth is flat after all. I mean. I'm I'm starting to lean lean towards that. At, at least it's been flat during during the closing moments of tight games. Kyrie, wow man, that was tonight was special. Forty seven points on twenty sixteen for twenty two from the floor. He had just I mean he he just dominated that. And the Mavericks are very un, very un, I was gonna say very unequipped to deal with Kyrie Irving. Dennis Smith Jr., their rookie point guard, doesn't play much defense. They've got Dirk Nowitzki, Maxi Kleber, and Dwight Powell, Salam Medry as their their bigs, who are the second line of defense against Kyrie. Like they're not a team that is equipped to stop Kyrie Irving, which is probably why they throw out junk defenses and try to try to go zone and try to kind of take you out of rhythm another way. But there was no taking. Kyrie Irving out of rhythm on this night. He was he was silly good. I, I still can't get over Marcus Smart's line, man. Three for 15, 12 points, eight assists, two steals, plus seven. <laughs> he, plus 15, bro. May, maybe plus 15. <laughs> maybe plus seven. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll fact check that in the morning. Well, we're not a fact checking podcast. Let's get to I, I'm, li- I'm literally looking at the podcast right now. Are the the, the the box score right now. I, I just refreshed it. It says plus seven, but maybe not. That's just for regular uh, for the first four quarters because that doesn't count the plus eight in overtime. Yeah, but the, at some point the bench is going to have to start making a few shots here and there. Well, that gets us to is a good transition to you, CJ. You're not normally on these post game podcasts. You don't know how we do it. This gets us to the hashtag Green and Jay's questions. Um, this is from Mauricio Green at Mauricio Green. Does Brad try to make this game more difficult by playing the second unit more during the second quarter? <laughs> I don't think he was trying to make it more difficult. I do think sometimes he tries to sneak guys some minutes. Uh, I, I think in some situations he try, he just tries to, to keep everybody a little happy. You know, if, if you're involved, if you play even once in a while, it, you you feel more involved. You, you maybe maybe feel a little happier and I think he was trying to sneak some minutes for Abdul Nader in the first half it it didn't go well <laughs> didn't go particularly well um but yeah I, I don't think he was trying to make things more difficult but it certainly that that stretch in the second quarter where smart was missing everything and then the bench couldn't couldn't do much did not help and it makes sense when, especially when you're winning this much, you want to get uh, kind of the lesser players in the game just so they're feeling comfortable in case an injury happens. They're more ready to step in. Um, 
It did not go well. That is correct. Um, let's see this one from Josh B at J Black Five Thousand. Al Horford and Marcus Smart were combined four for twenty tonight, but were each a plus fifteen. That pretty much sums up this team perfectly. Hashtag Rain and Jays. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that does. That's, that is accurate. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that is not a lie. De- definitely not a lie. It, it's the bench really does have to start making some shots at some point. They can't keep shooting like 10, 20% every game. That's that's not going to work out. At some point, the Celtics are going to have to play offense better than they have been playing. It, it hasn't hurt them yet. Obviously, they won 16 straight games, but you can't have the 21st or 22nd ranked offense forever and just keep winning. I don't think. Maybe you can. <laughs> Maybe you can. Do you think there's reason to start um, Baines instead of Morris, just so you have Morris's scoring coming off the bench, just because Tito is not doing it right now. I don't know if we curse Tito by talking about his nickname too much, but ever since that happened, he has not been great. We talked about Marcus at length. I don't know where else you're going to get scoring from if you don't bring Morris off the bench. I think Tito cursed himself by denouncing the the Tito. That's nickname. true. If he embraced Tito, uh, he would be doing much better right now. That's yeah. a fair point. Yeah, but uh, about the starting lineup. That starting lineup entered tonight at like minus 14 points per 100 possessions over 49 minutes and then was outscored again tonight over 13 minutes. So it hasn't been good with Marcus Marcus Morris in it. I think that's been a little bit of, a, of an adjustment. He's a guy who kind of likes to hunt his own shot a little bit. And... Oh, really? Marcus Morris? <laughs> and... He's never passed the ball once in his life. <laughs> and he, he cracks me up, man, because no lie, it's almost like like he hunts hunts down defenders to try to contest his shot. Like o- open shots aren't enough for him. They they no, don't. He goes into the body yeah. just so he can shoot a fadeaway. They don't they don't satisfy him like like contested shots do. It, so that cracks me up. Um, is starting Baines again the answer? That that lineup was really good. I don't know. At some point, you're going to need to to figure things out with Morris in the starting lineup because against some teams, especially in the playoffs, like. Almost everybody ends up going small in the playoffs, and you put skill out there, you put versatile guys out there, and we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Right now, the starting lineup with Morris in it hasn't been good. He he's been pretty good though. Like he's he he wasn't good tonight. He he missed some tough shots, but last three games he was doing his thing and it, doing his thing with a lot of bench units. So maybe he should come off the bench. I don't know how how that'll work out. I do think there are going to be times though. When you'll need his versatility and whatnot with the first unit, but it hasn't looked great so far. Yeah, and maybe it's a situation where you stagger the lineups, or you. Uh, I think Jason Tatum, uh, for some parts of the season, has looked good being kind of a go-to scorer type with that second unit. Um, but no matter what, there's got to be some change. Uh, if it's ISO Mook, I'm fine with that. At this point, I'm upset with uh, Marcus Morris if he does pass the ball, just because it feels like. Uh, that's just so off-brand for him. So um, they do they do have to find an answer. And you know what? At some point, Rozier is going to find his shot again. Um, I don't know. I was about to say the same thing about Marcus Smart, but who knows at this point? He's shooting – I saw some stat tonight. Really, I think it's from NBA Math that he's shooting 26%. No qualified shooter has posted a worse field goal percentage for an entire season since 1953-1954 – when Norm Swanson shot 26, 22% for the Rochester Royals. My man, Samsonite. 
Norm Swanson, killing it. You didn't get that Dumb and Dumber joke, man. I did not. Did not get it at all. Went right over your head. head. Samsonite. That's a real table turner because normally I'm the one making jokes and they mostly go over your head. Yeah, yeah. You. That was tough. That was a tough hit, but that's okay. How about how about my man Daniel Tice with no undershirt? We we have seen Daniel Tice's arms now. I don't know. Yeah, let me tell you, he's got some. He's got some whack ass arms, bro. He needs to throw that shirt back on. <laughs> I, I didn't like what I, I didn't like what I saw. I, yeah, I I kind of like the undershirt move for him. It, it kind of felt like his signature move, but uh, now now he changed it up. I'm not for it. Um, that's a good transition into the to the jams junk drawer. I, that was definitely on my notes. Um, more on Daniel Tice. Is he a better positional defender right now than Kelly Olynyk? Like, I mean, it feels like he's already surpassed sweet Kelly O in terms of positional defense. And you know I'm a big Kelly O fan in terms of positional defense. Yes, he has. He's just more mobile. He's And he's great in switches. He can handle small guys. He The one thing he doesn't have is is elite size and strength. Like, guys guys can hurt him sometimes in, in the post because he doesn't have that. He's like 6'9", 210 as a, a center. But other than that, he, he's been great, man. Tice is just solid. I'm a, I'm a big Daniel Tice fan. Tice has been just very decent and uh, just very good on the defensive rebound. That's all you need, really need him to do. Um, the only last thing I have in the junk drawer, I feel like we're uh, we've already discussed everything, is the ads on NBC Boston when you're watching on a on a stream are terrible. I have no idea what Putnam Investments does. But uh, I guess they make the parquet floor. Uh, I'm very frustrated by them. And then, lastly, uh, the the one downfall of the Celtics being so good and having like 16 straight wins is you have all these casual Boston sports fans just throwing takes out on Twitter, um, and they're just always really, really bad. Um, and it's mostly guys who are like focused on the Patriots or Celtics, and now they're coming around. Trying to be well-rounded with their with their takes. Uh, yeah, I'm talking to Lou Maloney, and I know Lou Maloney, so I have did, no problem ta- uh, name dropping Lou Maloney. Did Lou Maloney have a an out out of the box take tonight? He was just real down on Marcus Smart and was going like getting real feisty about how Marcus Smart's a terrible shooter. Well, yeah, bruh, we know that about Marcus <laughs> Smart, but like, there's so much other shit going on here. So, um, so you were you were mad that Marcus Smart that he pointed out Marcus Smart has not been a good shooter it's not though his content it's the way he said it and the veracity he went about it and just generally i disagree with everything lou maloney says about basketball i have since i worked with him back on uh mfb with uh back in the day but there's just he's just a symbolmatic of emblematic a symbol i don't know you're the you're the you're the scholar here but there's a bunch of people. I mean, you, you went to an Ivy League school, Sam. I I did go to an Ivy League school. I did not school. do that. I went for numbers, though, not for uh, <laughs> not for words. Um, it's just a bunch of people on a, a like mostly Patriots people coming on talking about the Celtics, and I it makes me mad online. And uh, I'll be the first to admit when I get mad online. So that's that's how I'm wrapping up the junk drawers. That if you weren't watching last year or weren't watching the year before that. You can't come with the takes now, or else I'm going to come after you yeah. on this podcast that they probably don't listen to. More like Lou Jabroni, am I right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that, I think yeah. that, I think that's a good place to end it right there. That was that's yeah, just. I don't think I don't think we can top that. You got to go out uh, after your best joke, and I think that was our best joke tonight. That's that's the walk off line right there. Everybody, if you want to subscribe to a podcast with people that watch all the Celtics games and know about the Celtics, search for Locked On Celtics. We're the only Monday through Friday podcast. Also the best Monday through Friday Celtics podcast. And also the best normal Celtics podcast. Yeah. Anytime. The best Celtics talk you can find anywhere. Let's let's just put it like that. Thank you for listening. That has been it for this episode of the Locked On Celtics Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.